Fantastic. That's great. Well, you just mentioned that there, Andy, which I didn't know, wasn't aware of, is that you started off in schools. Is that right? Yeah, so it was got, got to a stage, uh, funny enough, so Little Golf was really originally started for a bit of a work-life balance. So I was originally based at a golf course uh, doing junior coaching there. Um, I, I just, uh, um, my son Blake was on the way uh, and as much as uh, working at a golf course environment was fantastic, I was basically working every minute of the sun uh, and starting Little Golfers uh, working in schools just made, at the time, it just made a bit of a work-life balance. So my coaching became more uh, during the school day. So I was doing a lot of the extracurricular activities. I was doing breakfast clubs, lunchtime clubs, after school clubs, PE lessons. And when we was at that stage, uh, all schools were part of a, a school sports partnership. And with the lottery funding that was coming from, obviously from the Olympics, etc., there was just opportunities for, for kids that they were targeting. Every, every project had a bit of a target, whether it was obviously like the semi-sporty or, or girls, or uh, kids with say behavioural issues, and so little golfers very much started using um, it was the tri golf equipment, so basically the plastic club and sponge balls. So I would be going into a school, uh, I had a you know a group of kids uh, like a, on a lunchtime, and, and we were just doing lots of different games. Uh, a lot of the school golf that you see is very much like relay races. So you set up an activity, you would have you know say twelve to sixteen kids in four teams. Um, and they run up to a point, they do a, a golf task to win a point, they collect their ball back, they run back, they high five their partner and then, and then obviously the next kid goes. So it really little golfers started as that and it, it got to a, a real sort of good stage. Uh, I had a few coaches working for me, but I, I think the best term or school term I ever had, I had 55 schools um, wow. across sort of Surrey and sort of South London, etc. Um, and it was just obviously fantastic. And then unfortunately, once the Olympics in London in 2012 happened at London, then all the funding started to sort of just disappear with it. Um, so then obviously the job has the sort of the business model has sort of changed. So I ended up then going to uh, another golf course a facility. I still did the schools. The schools was a definitely a fantastic uh, feeder and a, and a fantastic pathway. So, you know, I, I kept the schools going for as long as possible. I haven't been able to do it since definitely obviously since sort of COVID. So I, I was still in school sort of, uh, sort of pre COVID and it was, it was fantastic. It was just, it allowed golf to go to the kids so rather than waiting yeah. for the kids to come to the golf course it was like hi I'm, I'm literally at your school and I'm going to be doing this lunchtime session with you uh here's all the equipment we could play a few games and obviously then you've got to a stage where the kids enjoyed it then obviously then they could go to a to a golf course um and, and continue their journey so uh definitely sort of pre-covid I was still working in a few schools and where I was Base back then there was um, a little pitch and putt golf course and what I used to do at the end of each term is invite all the kids that I've been teaching and they're in schools to come to a competition at the golf course so you know it was sort of like right here's your little taste on a concrete playing field so now here's a, a here's a golf taste at the golf course and then hopefully then turning them to golfers and there's definitely been a you know I've definitely seen kids that have gone from a school environment to a golf course environment to are now golfers um okay. and it, it, an even funnier stage where i remember teaching a kid who kept coming on a weekly basis for, for term after term absolutely loved it and then still got to a stage where he played golf on a regular basis and was a member of a golf course but just always loved his breakfast club at his school because it was just with his friends and it was a different type of golf so rather than seeing it as just a sort of an introduction of golf and then once you've sort of done that introduction you sort of then dropped it and went on to proper golf it was just a different form of golf so 
you yeah. know, as much as it was with a plastic club, it didn't really matter to them because they were just having fun doing the activities and the games and the relay races. So yeah. it wasn't like they had to like do one or the other. They can actually sort of do do both. I really, I did really enjoy the the, the school stuff and, and and you know, um, it was definitely you know interesting how every school is a different environment. Every school has different sort of. Uh, challenges from obviously like you know behavior issues uh state and private schools i definitely noticed a change and 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 difference in their approach um i, I even uh, a few years ago i even had the opportunity to do uh some golf at the children's trust which was definitely an, an eye opener obviously for you know kids that have really had um uh, horrific sort of accidents or um sort of disabilities that are you know for, you, you look at um what they're not able to do and I went and did a golf session with them and, and uh, it was a, quite an eye-opener you know it, it got to a stage I remember um, a kid was putting a ball off just the tray on his on his wheelchair with his carer and uh, I remember sort of doing the session and I was like I can't we're, we're not doing a lot but because to him he was playing his version of golf yeah. The, the kid absolutely loved it. But to us, we I look at that and I'm like, well, that's not really golf. He's just literally just pushing a ball off a tray and it's just falling down in front of him. But it was just, it just had, you know, gave the kid the opportunity to play golf at his level on his terms. And he absolutely loved it. So it was definitely, yeah, I've definitely taught a wide spectrum of um, kids. Um, uh, a few interesting stories. I've been to uh, uh, pupil referral units, which is um, which is definitely an eye opener as well. It's like an, an, an unfortunate, like a, I suppose to put it politely, it's like a child's version of prison. You know, so it's for those unfortunate kids that have just gone down a bit of a bad path and ended up being expelled from every other school and ended up in this unit to help their education. And they obviously got an opportunity to play some golf. Um, so there was, you know, there's not many kids and quite a lot of teachers and, and it was just like a little bit of a, again, so every, every, every school I've ever been to is just that I've learned something from it. And I, I think that's probably why I've got to a stage now, you know, 20 years down the line where I, I feel very comfortable and confident with junior coaching, just I've experienced so many different things from yeah. different settings and different grounds. And, you know, I, 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 um, school assemblies are always quite fun as well you know when you've got like 300 kids in front of you and then I then I get the head head teacher up to try and hit a shot on a target or something like that you know it's it's a uh, I feel like it's it's a definitely a personality trait as much as I'm a gold pro uh, I don't feel I'm a gold pro when I teach the kids I, I just feel that I'm just lucky enough that I've got those qualities that I can handle a group of kids or being in a in a sort of center stage environment where I don't mind that sort of attention so when I was doing the school assemblies I quite enjoyed having all the kids and trying to have a bit of a laugh with them but you know I think to another golf pro that would be keen to do junior coaching they may have a different personality trait where they might be a little bit shy or a bit reserved and they may sort of feel that's a bit, a bit yeah, overwhelming. I think you've kind of yeah, yeah you've definitely you said the whole learn, spectrum you know, haven't you really you've, you've covered I, I, I kids within that you know. within that space and you've literally gone all ages and abilities and you've kind of made the most of that uh, of that experience for them like you said you know from from the child that might have been in the wheelchair it might have not looked much but to him it was everything at that time so yeah yeah, you know it's about you as a person really you as a coach and saying well actually I'm a coach but I can diversify golf across the spectrum here and like you, you like mentioned earlier as well, your your age range that you tend to prefer is like the four to sevens. It's that primary age. It's you know it's that age where they are like a sponge and they just just do want to be involved. And you know mm-hmm. I think 
it's amazing that you've got so much experience that then you can now offer within like um within little golfers and to the children that are coming through as little golfers what really stood out then was um you mentioned that there was obviously golf in schools and then there was funding that dried up and there's still like an involvement there but do you think that there's enough involvement of golf in schools I know personally my background is 20 plus years in early years and I've seen you know the diddy kicks come through I've seen um you know the soccer tots I've seen the baby ballet all of that kind of thing come through whether it's just this area whether it's just like Cheshire then again I mean I've worked Europe Middle East I've never really seen any anything come through for golf and I know in Isaac school as well I've kind of said you know sent emails off to the head teacher and whatnot and just said you know there's this funding available or there's this happening at the moment and I would love to see more golf in schools particularly in this area I mean you're obviously down south do you think that there's more access to it in that area you know for reasons that you've obviously mentioned there's funding available for supporting you know additional additional needs and requirements within schools um yeah you know um so I think there's there's definitely there's some activities going on. I, I think as golf pros, we are not aware of the potential possibilities. Like I do know uh, um, a, a good junior coach guy called Neil Plimmer basically runs his whole operation in, in a school environment as well that what I used to do, he, he offers um, golf experiences outside. He does a fantastic job. And obviously schools I know have these sort of, excuse me, so sort of sports premium um, funding. So obviously they do have funding for PE activities. I just don't think golf pros necessarily are aware or know how to tap into those things. Um, I, I definitely feel like where, where my business has gone, obviously my school coaching has sort of dried up because my time has been taken up from uh, the, the stu golf studio as well as the coaching. Um, but when I was sort of doing coaching, I, I did get to a stage where I was doing probably oh, six to seven sessions uh, a week, mainly in sort of lunchtime. Then it just got to a stage where it was mainly sort of the parent funding. But from my experience, the hardest thing was just getting your foot through the door to start with. It, it, you know, you can send an email to a school and it just gets deleted. You can try and obviously phone the, phone the office. And I think, unfortunately, golf still has a very um, strong stereotype behind it. So, if, you know, if I'm phoning up a, a school secretary, and I'm trying to offer golf to their kids because they only recognize golf as you need a massive amount of space, you're using metal equipment, you're using hard golf balls, you know, there's no physical way that you could run a, a golf session in a school, it'd be far too dangerous. Um, it just sort of gets shuts off, you know, it's once you, it's if once you can get past that barrier to actually explain like, I can do golf in a tiny little space, I can use it with plastic clubs. I can use sponge balls. There's not a single window that's ever going to get broken. Yeah. Um, I can make it fun. I can make it inclusive. And, you know, it, 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 once you get through that, it got to a stage with the schools that I ended up coaching before COVID. I had been coaching for like 10 years. You know, it, it was sort of the, the funding when it, when it all started got me through the door, which was the easy part because the school was just part of a project and it wasn't that I was selling golf to them. It was like, by the way, you're part of this golf project because of this little partnership group. When do you want me to turn up? I can come on a Wednesday lunchtime. And once I got my foot through the door and then I could obviously then show them that golf can be very different. Benefit, um, yeah. Setting. Yeah, um, yeah. And then obviously once that funding had stopped, 
you know, if I had the opportunity, then obviously then I could say, well, actually now we could ask the parents to pay for their, for their child to do it as an extracurricular activity. Um, it, it was just the, the hardest thing is just getting the, getting yourself through the door in front of the right person. You know, you know, you, you'd love to be able to sort of send a video to every school in the area and just like a little sort of snapshot of like, this is what golf in a school is. It's not, you need, you know, 10 acres of field in the back, in the back of your, uh, back of your classrooms to be able to, hit a ball 300 yards because of the space and need a perfect putting green. Um, you know, you can literally do it anywhere. There's some, some of the, the sunny areas. The that I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know that we're big fans do... of your videos. <laughs> you can literally do golf with anything and anywhere, you know, possible. Some, some of the sort of locations I had to do my golf activities uh, in, in the schools, uh, especially some of the younger schools where they obviously don't have a huge amount of space um you know I, I remember having to sort of go around a sand pit and and then obviously like I would have, I would have like dolls houses and you know the little ride on trikes having to push them out of the way to try and find a bit of space um but then you just find ways and I, I, I one school particular one of their favorite games was hitting the ball on the roof but you know had a, had the roof had a massive <laughs> slope I, I, yeah I, I, um, I enjoyed that know, so I had to try to the house yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 we literally like um you know they're just trying to hit it on the roof and it was such an achievement to them to hit it over onto a roof and it'd roll back down or get stuck in the gutter you know you, you're engaging them in something that is fun and by doing that of course they're going to want to take that that further so I think also, once you've, also, you've got that initial engagement from them then you've yeah. got them yeah but there's like a sort of a mischievous element about that isn't yeah, in terms, yeah. Of, in terms of the, you know, 